Welcome back to another episode of Andrew Says. This is a special trucker edition. I know you've been waiting for this. We're going to go to Kean Simone right now, a.k.a. Key 2. He's blowing up all over the planet right now. Kean, how are you doing? I know your time is tight, so we're getting you in as fast as possible. Tell everybody where you are, first of all. Yeah, so I am in Coots, Alberta, and my exact location right now is in the uh, unfinished basement of this unfinished bar <laughs> that is hosting all the truckers. Uh, so I apologize for the uh, horrible background here, but uh, yeah, it's absolutely freezing here. Um, been here for about seven days now. Uh, it's just, it's, the living conditions aren't, aren't the best. Now, it's a little bit different from Ottawa. You want to tell people exactly what's going on. American viewers are, of course, hitting you up all the time trying to get the 411 on what's going down. Uh, this is just literally truckers blocking the border between the United States, Alberta, and Montana, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it started off with the truckers uh, last Saturday. About, uh, it was roughly 10,000 truckers were here doing a slow wow. roll, just circling the border. And uh, I guess internally, uh, about 300 of them decided, well, let's just block it. Let's let's get their attention. They don't care if we're if we're going slowly through here, right? So they wanted to do they wanted to have maximum effect to get uh, the attention of Jason Kenney and and Justin Trudeau, and and because it's a border, it got the attention of Joe Biden too. And uh, that's that's exactly what you said there. America is wondering what the heck is happening because. This is like uh, this border. It it cuts off. If it's blocked, it cuts off all of northwestern America to Alberta. There's two other borders here, but uh, not nothing like this one. This is this is the big border. This is the this is the main border to United States from Western Canada. Of course, the media says obviously that's crazy. People, all the protests are you know everything. I think Trudeau said sexist, misogynist, racist, uh, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, probably something about, you know, space being fake in there. I don't know. Uh, flat earthers, you tell me. But uh, what's the general sentiment around the area and Alberta right now, do you think? Are people supporting it? Well, Andrew, is, uh, at the first it was just a bunch of dirty, smelly truckers, <laughs> and now all their families are here. So there's a RCMP checkpoint just north of here, 18 kilometers away, where there's almost more kids than there is adults. You know, family families are here. It's like a camping trip. It's that that's exactly the sentiment. It's there's there's no racists, there's no sexists, there's no misogynists. It's it's all it's really it's just God fearing people here who are who are sick and tired of the mandates and uh, and on the inside it's it's the the local support here. Um, so, so that would be the sentiment around Alberta. The local support here is insane. Um, just beside me here, I'm looking. They said they had 5,000 water bottles. They have enough food to feed these guys for another few weeks and more and more coming in. And uh, just, just to touch on, on the, how the food is getting in, I brought up the RCMP checkpoint. You're not allowed to drive um, food into here. You have to have it sanctioned by the RCMP. So there's, a few, there's been a few trucks that got through, but people are walking from Milk River, 18 kilometers, that's a four hour walk. And last week was minus 40. And people are walking to give these guys fuel, water, medicine, food. That's, that's a, I think that's the, the best way to um, to put together how, how Alberta feels about this. I was gonna ask you about the RCMP blocking it because at first it was just rumors. And then I was thinking, you don't really even see that during you know global conflicts, usually supplies, and medicine are not supposed to be attacked 
and you're supposed to let that go through, even the front lines. I think that goes back probably hundreds of years, that rule. But what is the thought process, do you think, behind the RCMP saying we don't want people to to, to bring supplies in and you have to, you know, see, seek our permission? Do they not want more well, people to block it, I guess, or? I can take it a step further, uh, just to add a point there. I just got uh, off an interview, and this is uh, this is exclusive, so you'll be the first to hear um, this. They, uh, they're blocking caretakers for the elderly who are locals in Coots because they're not residents. So there's three older, older ladies here who uh, two of them can't get out of bed and haven't been able to get out of bed or get their medicine because they don't know which ones to take because the RCMP isn't even letting nurses in to take care of local residents. So the thought process of the RCMP, uh, I, one of them commented on the, on the nurse situation to one of the uh, uh, of caretakers who drove out there, the older elderly lady who needs a nurse, drove out there and uh, gave him her two cents. And he had no idea that the RCMP from the top was ordering this, that not even caretakers can come in. So the guys on the ground, you know, you could you could see some of their faces. They don't want to be here. Um, they're, some of them are walking around giving out stickers and tattoos to the kids and shaking everyone's hands. And, you know, it, there's, it's good that the cops are here because, you know, there's always going to be that one guy who, who goes off the, off the, off the deep end and says things and, and ruins it for everybody. And I think the cops are, are mainly here in their own minds to, uh, really protect and serve, but it's the people at the top that are enforcing this blockade, uh, to the blockade. It's it's a weird psychological uh, tactic there. I, I feel um, they're they're the real evil ones in this situation, in my opinion. Now in Ottawa, famously, there's the uh, no honking, of course, and the no supplying fuel as a misdemeanor, or or um, you know supplying something to a misdemeanor or something like that. Has there been any ticketing or any arrests in there or any talk of that yet? Uh, there. There was one arrest. A teenager tried to sneak in. He was drunk. He had nothing to do with any of it. He just wanted to come see what's going on. That is the only enforcement um, so far. There was that try of enforcement uh, last week. Um, uh, they, they had a standoff. At the, I believe it was Tuesday. About 50 RCMP officers all kind of um, lined up in a big line and, 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 and walked forward. And then the, the 300 truckers just ran. They formed their own line and just, they just walked slowly at each other. It was so peaceful, it was so Canadian, so weirdly Canadian. And the RCMP, they, there was like no communication. They just all turned around at the same time. We're like, nope, not doing this. And that's the only real enforcement that I have seen so far. Now, do you think that the things are, do you think the, the government's going to listen to this because we've seen now that they're saying, you know, we're going to make a plan. And if the hospital stays, you know, on uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, the hospitals don't overflow, we're going to lift them. What's the uh, what's the rationale there, do you think? And what's the other side of the story uh, to put in a nice Rebel News tagline there? <laughs> um, why can't they just lift them right now? Are, are the people representing the truckers deciding, saying that just lift them right now? Or are they, do you think they're okay with there being a delay to things and a gradual plan? Personally, I don't believe if they're going to say, oh, uh, down the line, we're going to do it. I don't personally believe them, but maybe there's been negotiations. What's going on with that, do you think? Well, uh, I actually had a few guys tell me this. Uh, I say, you know, how long are you going to stay here? And they say two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> and look how far, like, look how long that took, right? They're not leaving. Um, they don't want a plan. They want the mandates lifted now. 
So what I've heard is that from today, we're filming this. Uh, what, what day is it today? Today's a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, today's Tuesday. It's around 3 o'clock. So 5.30, uh, 5 o'clock today, Jason Kenny makes an announcement. And he said it's a plan to slowly uh, lift mandates, starting with vaccine passport. And these guys aren't leaving until it goes all the way down to those stupid arrows in our grocery stores. <laughs> they want it all gone, all of it. I think, I well, we've seen from polling that at least half of Canadians, if they're going to follow the polls on other things, they should follow them on those things. Last question to you, Kian, uh, on a more friendship level, my good sir. How are you feeling about all this? Um, all these different networks reaching out to you, you're... You're becoming the star that we all knew you are. How are you feeling about it? Is it a fun, exciting time? Is it super stressful? Do you just want to go home and get some sleep for once? How are you feeling? I think it's all three of those. Um, you know, I've been I've been dreaming about uh, doing a story that just that just shows that I'm capable of doing a story. Uh, as as weird as that sounds, um, I've had a lot of my heroes from when I first got into this stuff reach out to me and say, "Hey, keep up the good work." And that's the kind of stuff that's keeping me going while I'm I'm freezing my butt off out here. Um, and yeah, I, I, do, I do want to go home. I do. But someone's got to stay here and tell the truth, right? For sure. Well, we and appreciate no what you're doing. I'm no way am I complaining about my situation here, but I do want to go home. <laughs> How's uh, young Sidney Fizar doing? How's he holding up? He's good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing real good. He doesn't sleep much anyway, so I think that this is all okay for him. But I need my eight hours or I'm just a complete grump. For those who don't know, Reporter Sydney is likely foraging. He's finding new creatures and uh, discovering new species, I'm sure, out there of different plant life and uh, recording them in his journal. That's my interpretation of what Sydney does from day to day is find different plant life. All right, Keen, anything else you want to add to the audience before we let you go? And we're going to try we're going to hit up Ottawa next and see what's going up there. Uh, I think we covered all the bases so far. I think uh, it's just important to um, to stay to stay updated on this kind of stuff because no other media is, is telling the, the truth and no other media is so close um, closely embedded in the story. So it's uh, I think I think what we're doing is really important and uh, yeah, Godspeed. All right, thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. You stay safe and or warm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. We're now entering the second, yes, the second portion of this episode. I'm wearing a different shirt, as you can tell, because we brought in Lincoln J from Ottawa. Yes, that's his real name. Um, he was very busy. We had to move it around a bit, but we're thankful to have you here. Young man, how are you doing, Lincoln? Andrew, thanks for having me on the show. How's it going in Toronto? It's going pretty good here. Um, how long, You want to tell everybody how long you've been in Ottawa for now? <laughs> well, I came down on the 28th of January, um, expecting to be here for two days. I guess no one really knew how long uh, the truckers' convoy was going to go on for, so I packed a bag with uh, enough clothes for a couple of days, and here we are almost two weeks later. So the protest has been going on for so long now. Has it gotten weaker, stronger? Has it been the same? Are people responding to, you know, the political and police intimidation that we're seeing? Honestly, I've seen I don't think I've seen many trucks leave. At least that's what it feels like in the downtown core. It feels like all the trucks are still here and all the truckers that we speak to, they have no no intention on leaving anytime soon. So here we are. 
the, the mentions, let's go over a couple of the claims here while I have you. The mentions of the jerry cans being something you can be charged with. How have the people responded to that? To be honest, uh, in a very nonchalant way. Like I said, everyone I've spoken to, uh, they're not intimidated by that. They feel like it was just like a intimidation uh, factor used by the police. And we only got reports and videos of those incidents on the first night that the state of emergency was declared. So this past Sunday. So a lot of the truckers here on the ground think that it was just a intimidation method. And we haven't really seen much fuel seizure since then. Now, what about the honking? I believe there's been an injunction placed on it. Did that last for any period of time? Were people actually scared to be honking their horns? Well, to be honest with you, for the first, what, like 10 days that I was here, it was just all you could hear was honking all day and all night, early morning. It was just nonstop honking. But as of Monday, it's been completely silent. There, there is literally no honking. So I don't know if, I don't know if that's because of the injunction or if it's a way for the truckers to kind of play the game and it gives the government, the police here in Ottawa, one less thing to, to complain about and to use as a reason to, to try and get the truckers out. So that's that. What's the reaction on the ground like to all the claims of you know, the day one they had the flags and everything, and now you've got all say the crazies coming out the. Royal Highness Queen Romana, Patrick King, these type of people. Is there a response on the ground from this type of thing or are people just carrying on as usual and hoping that they don't, you know, group them all in with those people? No, they. I think they're just paying no attention to that. Like we saw Queen Romana uh, <laughs> burning a flag. We mm -hmm. literally saw her burning a Canadian flag and there was outrage on the ground. It was just like... It was just like a, she has like her own following, her own group. It was a group about about, about 30 individuals who just showed up on Parliament Hill and decided they were going to burn a Canadian flag. And like that's the complete opposite of what the people here, uh, the complete opposite message of what the people here are trying to, to display. There's Canadian flags everywhere. I guess it's just like a real patriotic community here. Everyone just wants the old Canada back. And the fact that she came here and burns a flag on Parliament Hill. It just, there's just no way to wrap your head around that. Yeah, it's just screaming like government uh, psyop. But that's just my opinion, everybody. Don't worry about that. You, you, you said it for me. <laughs> I want to also ask you, we've seen you on Hannity now on the Hill, a whole bunch of American stuff. What do you think is the general American reaction to what's going on from what the type of questions they've been asking you and everything? I honestly think they just feel bad for us. I think they, that, that's the bottom line. They just feel sorry for what Canadians are going through. Like I said on Hannity, you know, it's been really tough to be a Canadian over the past two years. And I think that's why you're seeing uh, Ron DeSantis the, uh, in Florida, you know, other people sticking up for us and, and trying to make a difference because they can clearly see that what's happening is just not right. And that there's something really weird going on. All right, Lincoln, I'm going to let you go, but give us a prediction. Do you think the mandates are actually going to end during this, or do you think the truckers go home, or is it impossible to tell? Yeah, it's it's really tough to tell at this point, to be honest. Uh, it's unprecedented what's happening right now. 
uh, a lot of people on the ground here do believe that there is a possibility of the mandates being lifted. We are seeing a bunch of different things happening with Saskatchewan, Alberta lifting mandates. So there is hope on the ground here for sure. That's what I'm gathering just from being out here. But as I'm sure you've seen, it just doesn't look like Justin Trudeau is giving it any consideration at this point. He, he's sticking to his narrative and uh, it seems that he wants to follow that all the way through. So I guess we'll just see what the uh, days, weeks, however long it may take uh, for the truckers to leave, for the mandates to end. We just don't know. I guess we're going to have to see. All right, Lincoln, I'm going to let you go here. International superstar reporter Lincoln Jay, my friend. Good luck out there. Stay safe and uh, keep up the good work, okay? Thanks so much for having me on, Andrew. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. See you soon, buddy. Cheers.